Ой, чё не хочу он спирачить. Ты шел. А по часть табул, чё он спирачит, Торец? Ой, я урос, Адам тут брун. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Conspiracy the Show. I'm Adam Todd Brown. Joining me on the phone, my co-host, who are you? Hey, it's me, Olivia Haidar. How's it going? I'm good. How are you? I'm all right. Uh, getting used to this, uh, this Skype stuff. Yeah, it's a, it's a whole new world. <laughs> Olivia is joining us from the gun capital of the Midwest, Indiana. <laughs> yeah. John Cougar Mellencamp and shit. Hey, no, I mean, we got to respect our Lord and Savior, the Coog. Hell yeah. Uh, Springsteen of the Midwest. He, he very much is. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, no shit. I uh, am currently like a mile from the big concert venue here in in central indiana oh really yeah the verizon wireless music center i grew up in this area and uh whenever mellencamp would be in town we would have to like plan our lives around that because traffic for miles was just backed up all around this place he deserves it he does he's he's terrific i love his music (laughs) I've got I got nothing against him. So we're talking about the death of John Cougar Mellencamp today. Obviously, yes, we're getting into we're really going to get into <laughs> the the dark history. No, we are actually talking about the disappearance of Chandra Levy, the biggest news story of two thousand one for a while, <laughs> for at least part of two thousand one. <laughs> yeah, for about ten days into September, tearing up the yeah. headlines. And Jurassic Park 3 came out, and that really right. stole the spotlight. Yeah, and that took all the attention off Chandra Levy. <laughs> yeah. I landed on this topic the same way I landed on Nancy Spungen that time we did that episode. Okay, yeah. I was at a loss for topics, and I had Hulu open in front of me, so I typed the words, who killed, into Hulu. Oh, <laughs> Classic. There was a documentary a couple years ago, apparently, called Who Killed Chandra Levy? And I actually thought this case was solved. Yeah, I mean, again, it kind of slipped. But the thing that I remember is everyone kind of thought that it was Gary Condit who did it. And then they kind of found this other guy. Yeah, this was huge news. There's a Chris Rock special from around the time where he has a bit about Chandra Levy. Oh, my God. It was fucking everywhere. What a time capsule that is. Yeah. And the last I remembered, they arrested someone and convicted them for this crime. And that was kind of the last I heard of it. But it turns out that conviction didn't stand. And this is still an unsolved murder. Yeah. And the details are pretty wild. They really are. For people who aren't familiar with the events of the case or just to remind people kind of the timeline of events on march or on may 6th 2001 robert levy called the dc police department's second district station house after not hearing from his daughter chandra for five days in a row her last correspondence was an email listing southwest airlines fares for her trip back home to california she was supposed to have already arrived home by that point she'd been in dc for seven months interning at the bureau of prisons like some kind of fucking cop 
You know, I don't want to. I don't want to speak ill of the dead. No, but it is kind of a cop move. <laughs> it's kind of a cop move. I can't. I can't deny that. It was two thousand. What is a different time? It was a di- yeah. Maybe she just hadn't heard the prison song from System of a Down's first album. Maybe that would have changed her mind. It was coming. It came out around that time, but maybe didn't have a. Uh, X-103, the indie alternative, <laughs> to, to guide her to that. So the case was picked up by DC's Second District, which the Second District deals with the rich neighborhoods in DC. Right. They, at one point in one of the articles I read for this, were described as squirrel chasers. <laughs> because... <laughs> Yeah. There's no actual crime happening where (laughs) they are. So they're probably where police lured that guy who sold cocaine to Republicans the night before George Bush gave that speech and said, this is crack cocaine. It's like, (laughs) where'd you get it? Look into that story, America. It's very unsavory. (laughs) So that's always a bad sign when an inept police department gets assigned a murder case. Right. Kind of a big case, and they don't really have anybody who's equipped to uh, deal with the more delicate technical aspects that kind of come up in this modern homicide investigation or missing persons. A situation like this is going to end one of two ways. Either it's going to be a movie or there's going to be a grave miscarriage of justice. (laughs) Or both. Yeah. A lot of times one leads to the other. Yeah, that's true. Well, when one leads to the other, it tends to be more of a documentary. I guess, yeah. But you mean you still got your like your Aaron Brockoviches, oh, yeah, your insiders. True. Meanwhile, Chandra Levy's parents, Robert and Susan Levy, had started scouring her phone records, and they come across this number that she's been calling a whole bunch, and it mm-hmm. turns out to be California Representative Gary Condit. Right who represents their home district in the Central Valley of California. They call Condit, and he says Chandra was a friend of one of his interns and pledged to help in whatever way he could. And they suspected right away he was lying. Yeah, I mean, it sounds like a lie. (laughs) If she was just a friend of an intern, why would she be calling you? You could use that excuse for, like, one phone call. Right, exactly. But this was dozens and dozens and dozens of phone calls. <laughs> yeah, a pattern. On May 8th, Chandra's aunt, Linda Zamsky, called the lead investigator on the case, Detective Ralph Durant, to tell him that Chandra confided in her that she'd been having an affair with Gary Condit. Ooh. Damn. Went to the aunt, not the, not the parents. Yeah. I wonder how the parents felt about that after the fact. Uh, you know, I mean, I get it. Kind of a step removed. She's the cool aunt, probably. Yeah, yeah. Her name's Zamsky. Yeah. You need, you need your love advice from the girl Zamsky. <laughs> on May 10th, police finally executed a search warrant on Chandra Levy's apartment. And they make two really huge mistakes in the early days of this investigation, if you can believe that. Yeah, shocker. One, a D.C. police sergeant who wasn't a trained computer expert turned on her computer to try to find her most recent search results. What he ended up doing instead was corrupting those search results 
so badly that it would take another month to get an accurate rundown of her computer activity that day. Also, the building she lived in had multiple security cameras, which fed a tape that was recorded over every seven days. By the time police bothered to ask for it, the tape had already been recorded over. That is definitely a huge uh, miss. Uh, How did you miss the security camera, guys? I feel like if this was a reality show where groups of contestants were sent out into the field to solve a murder, (laughs) every one of those groups' first act would have been to go to her apartment and go, you got surveillance tape? (laughs) I mean, I've just seen movies. Yeah. I kind of feel like, you know, there's not real life, but apparently it is (laughs) close enough. Yeah, it turns out they do have those cameras in (laughs) all sorts of buildings. Uh, yeah. And then the computer thing that is like, that feels very much like old klutzy cops in the early 2000s. who don't know shit about how to use a computer. How did he corrupt their search results just by messing, like turning on the computer? Like, I don't know what he was doing. And, uh, it feels like maybe he didn't know what he was doing. Yeah. I wonder if he was like typing things in to like search for them and thinking it was going to show him what uh, she searched I mean, for. Maybe. I don't know. But yeah, that ends up being a huge, huge mistake as it yeah. turns out. And yeah, I can, I don't know how he did it, but I can see it happening with it being 2001. Of course. Yeah. And this guy, he's a sergeant. So he's probably been on the job for a long time. Yeah. Like 30 years or something. And computers are going to be a thing that really became a uh, mainstream like three or four years earlier. Well, the internet at least. Right. So the internet definitely. And personal computers. I mean, you know, it still is happening. Like they, although I think there's a little bit more of a plateau now, but they were gr- changing and growing so fast that if you weren't training people on how to interact with the newer models than they're used to, then they might have at home or whatever. Then, yeah, they're going to make these kinds of mistakes. Yeah. And as it turns out, if police properly searched the computer the first time around, what it would have shown was that the last thing Chandra Levy did was search for things to do in Rock Creek Park, which is in Washington, D.C. Right. Which, in turn, would have made a great place to start that investigation. (laughs) Yeah. Turns out. That is precisely where her remains were found. Her skeletal remains by that point. Talk about kind of like a movie like just the fact that her last search was so uh relevant to what in where her body was found of all things like that's wild and what blows me away is it took them sure it took them a month to find that information on the computer because of this early mistake but then just go search rock creek park right and their excuse was we couldn't send an entire police department just to look for one girl and it's like have you ever watched a news report about a kidnapped white woman the community would have come out in force to look for her yeah and even if you didn't want to get civilians involved it feels like if they're like i don't know why wouldn't you get people out to go look for like i don't it seems like it's part of your job yeah it's, is to, 
it's an investigation. Go investigate. See if her body's exactly. there. Exactly. And they did not do her remains when they were finally found were fucking found by accident. Someone just stumbled upon them. Even though her her last act as a person was to right. search for Rock Creek Park and things to do. To literally say, hey, police, come look here. <laughs> she might as well have left a note. Yeah. And she was apparently very physically active and her gym membership had just been canceled because she was moving back to California. So obviously she's going to fucking Rock Creek Park to walk on the trails. That's what Sure, you yeah, yeah. That makes sense. But instead of doing any of that, the immediate focus was on her relationship with Gary Condit. And I get it. Yeah, I mean, it's it's notable, I would say. It was a controversial relationship for sure. Yes, uh, I would say definitely. Because Gary Condit was very much married with a family. He was in his 50s. Chandra Levy said he reminded her of Harrison Ford, which seems very inaccurate. Yeah, I mean, look, I have seen pictures of Gary Condit. <laughs> And he's not a bad looking guy, uh, but like Harrison Ford is an all time looker. (laughs) Yeah, that seems like a stretch. Harrison Ford has a Mount Rushmore face. He's no Gary. Exactly. And also Gary Condit's like five, three. Yeah. Yeah. He's he's short, short guy. Harrison Ford's a mountain of a man. Probably is huge. I just imagine he's huge. Is he? He's he's over six feet. I think he's at least six feet and he's got big hands, too. Mm. You see it on the screen. It's wild. Better to crash airplanes with. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Better to hold the smoke the dube with 420. Hey, 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 we are recording you know this. He's celebrating. We are recording this on 420. You getting high out there? Uh, oh, yeah. You know it. It's, it's so different than every other day. How's it feel doing it at a place where you might go to jail for it? Uh, you know, about the same. I This is where I started smoking weed, so I'm just kind of used to it. And like, yeah, I'm not too worried. They got other things to deal with right now. Yeah, that's true. I mean, you know, n- maybe not these cops. These are kind of, speaking of uh, squirrel catchers, that's basically what we got here. Yeah. So in July, Chandra Levy's aunt goes to the media to tell them about her niece's affair with Gary Condit. And that's when all hell breaks loose in the media. Rightfully so. Yeah, I mean, it's what makes it a huge national story, really. It does seem like I get the impulse, and I think it's pretty clear Gary Condit was just trying to save his marriage. He was doing what any cheating husband is going to do in that case. He lied. Right. I don't think the lying is the suspicious part i guess it's just the the act of it is the suspicious part but yeah i don't know lying to the parents wasn't a great idea yeah lying in general was bad like he should it's bad to do she's missing he finally admitted that he was indeed having an affair with her in july after the aunt went to the media and from there i remember this story really just became who was gary condit fucking on the side right all these other women came forward and that was the news and yeah i i even remember thinking at the time it's like are you still looking for that girl or are you just trying to find more women gary condit's boning i mean 
it turned out to be a, a unexpected gold mine, I think, and everybody was just kind of thirsty for those views. Like it was in between. I'm trying to think of some of the really big, like televised court cases, right, or televised right. trials, and it seems like it was kind of right in between OJ and Scott Peterson. Sure. Yeah. 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 It was off season for murderers and we were hungry for. (laughs) Right. Yeah. We need one at least every three or four years in order to, you know, keep the blood boiling. (laughs) We haven't had a, I guess we've had all the Trump stuff and that's kind of taken the place. Yeah. It's so hard to get away with murder now because of DNA. Yeah. And although, yeah, but I mean, but DNA is also so misleading sometimes. It's interesting. Very true. Yeah, they did a DNA test at one point in this case, but all it did was confirm that Gary Condit and Chandra Levy had sex at one point, which everyone knew. Right. So why bother putting taxpayer resources into proving that when it was already very provable? Like, that's how the investigation continued from July until at least September. But in the media, it carried on that way for a long, long time. And what's interesting is around this time, the FBI interviewed Gary Condit for the fourth time in July of 2001. The interviewer was a guy named Brad Garrett, who everyone knows from Everybody Loves Raymond. Right, yeah, he was, he's, he's the brother of oh, Raymond. Yeah. Hey, Gary Condit. Everybody, yeah. Did you he kill Chandra Levy? <laughs> I, <laughs> I mean, Brad Garrett could probably play this FBI interviewer. I mean, he'd be good at that kind of a thing. I'd probably confess to Brad Garrett before an actual oh, FBI yeah. agent. You know what? You got that buttery baritone. It really, <laughs> who can resist? So this FBI agent was known for getting confessions in really big cases, which I don't know if that's a good thing. I feel like I yeah. need to watch those confessions and decide for myself. It's it's a weird skill to brag about. It's like... It would be like, if this was a comedy, someone would say that. Like, man, he really had a penchant for closing those cases. And then you cut away and he's just beating someone with a rubber hose or something. I mean, yeah, it's one of those things where it's like, it's a record, but you need citation needed next to it. It's like, we we need to know what, what the circumstances were. Right. And two of the cases he'd worked on before, Mir Imal Kasi, who killed two CIA employees in 1993 in Langley, Virginia, and Ramzi Youssef. I guess. The mastermind of the far less superior 93 World Trade Center bombing. Well, you know, I think it still would have been like a very successful bombing. It just gets overshadowed as far as World Trade Center attacks go. Yeah. In terms of just bombings in general, pretty successful. Yeah. I mean, like he was definitely a mastermind. I think he earns that title. But it's just, yeah. They definitely executed better the second time around. Sure, yes. Much more effective. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> we were all too busy paying attention to Chandra Levy. To well, no, stop it's true. Yeah, we, were, we were all looking the other way. Maybe that's what happened. Maybe, maybe Al-Qaeda killed Chandra Levy 
as like a look over there for Americans. Here, here's why 9-11 happened. Two, two stories. In D.C., the FBI is distracted by Chandra Levy, and they're trying to find out who Gary Condit's fucking. In Jacksonville, we already know from the recent documentary, the FBI down there is trying to bust a McDonald's monopoly scheme. Right. Yes, absolutely. I mean, that guy was the FBI's most wanted until bin Laden came around. And I love that in that documentary, they're like, oh, Jacksonville, the FBI was a pretty sleepy place around this time. It's like the (laughs) 9-11 hijackers were training in Jacksonville. (laughs) They were there. They were there. And you were like, what's Uh, happening with McDonald's, though? I love it. I mean, it's a very interesting story. (laughs) (laughs) It is. I couldn't make it through the documentary, but... The plot seemed fun. I didn't watch the documentary, but I did read the big article that like kind of broke that story, which I really enjoyed. Yeah, the documentary way overestimates how much I care about that man's family. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> yeah, that's that's a miscalculation. I what I want is a like a dramatic film starring like Ben Affleck. Oh hell yeah, Ben Affleck would be good. I think Ben Affleck's good in most things. Yeah, I want I want chubby vapey Ben Affleck. <laughs> vapey? You know? Yeah, vapey. That like that's that's his mode that he's in right now. He's like he he's kind of like kind of sick of it. <laughs> I need to watch the way back. That's anyway. That's not Chandra Levy. So the interesting thing about Brad Garrett is he comes away from interviewing Gary Condit, believing Gary Condit was not involved and. Nevertheless, the focus remains on Gary Condit for at least another two months. And obviously, Gary Condit was a huge piece of shit. And yeah, seems like a bad guy. Not not a a person of high morals, obviously. But man, this ruined his life. Like Richard Jewell proportion ruined. Yeah, well, yeah, but also Richard Jewell didn't do anything wrong. (laughs) Yeah, that's the difference. No one forced Gary Condit to cheat on his wife at every fucking opportunity. Yeah, so many times with anyone. So what happened to Gary Condit was a little more deserved because it could very easily have been avoided by just not fucking interns. There you go. But one of the crazy things that happened to him at one point, someone mentioned to a reporter that Condit had been dating their teenage daughter, which is another crime on top of the crime Oof. he's already accused of. And so the FBI is like, well, that's interesting. Let's go talk to him. And the FBI talks to him and the guy's like, eh, I was lying. That didn't actually happen. <laughs> but the story got published before the guy recanted to the hey. FBI. <laughs> That's our that's our media. So now Gary Condit in the media was a philanderer, a murderer, and a pedophile, even though only one of those things was actually true. One at least. We don't know about the murderer things. Y- yeah. I don't know. I'm suspicious. <laughs> yeah, this one is confusing because it feels like the guy we're going to talk about next should be the murderer. Yeah. It feels like that should be the answer. But then there's that thing at the end. It's so weird. He feels too convenient. And the whole thing, he, uh, I love how they phrase that he has, uh, Gary Condit had an overwhelming alibi because apparently he was meeting with the vice president of the United States at the time. And like, that's a good alibi. But also, like, if you're going to 
plan the murder of someone, being in the room with the vice president of the United States when that murder is going to happen is a not a bad way to do it. Yeah, that's true. You know, it, that's a again, it an overwhelming alibi is how how it's phrased. So I don't know. One of the things that happened to him that I don't agree with, I never agree with this, is this idea that when someone's actively being investigated for murder, that they owe the media answers about their personal life. Totally. Yeah, absolutely. It's like, I wouldn't talk to fucking anybody. No, 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 no. You know, you you never talk to anyone. No, like watch Law and Order, man. Like, that's all you got to do. That's how you don't talk to police. Yeah reporters either yeah don't talk to police don't talk to reporters talk to your lawyer I mean, if you've watched gone girl like that should be obvious yeah you don't you don't talk to anyone don't host fundraisers but also again no one forced gary condit to do those interviews no i think he let he talked to like barbara walters or something and he was asked about chandra levy and still like didn't really give any answers but like what i don't know what people were expecting yeah, I mean, if he didn't do it, then then of course he wouldn't have any answers or anything to say. Makes sense, but uh, yeah. And the the Modesto B in August called for him to resign, and that was a paper that had oh, sure been supporting him most of his career. He even lost the Baskin Robbins franchises he owned in Glendale, Arizona, over this. That's the real tragedy. Yeah, like et two Baskin Robbins. Come on. <laughs> yeah, I don't know why you had to lose the Baskin Robbins franchises. It's not like Baskin Robbins, even by then, was killing it. No, no, they've always been a second tier ice cream chain. You could do a lot worse than having a notorious B list celebrity possible murderer. <laughs> owning a couple of your spots in Arizona. I did find it very funny that he owns basket. He owned a few Baskin Robbins in Arizona. I did it when I was reading about it, that that tidbit really struck my fancy. It's fun to think Baskin Robbins was also one of the last things Chandra Levy searched for on her computer. (laughs) So imagine working at the Baskin Robbins when this happens, it's gotta be wild. Or imagine Gary Condit trying to lie about this. And then they're like, she Googled Baskin Robbins. dude. (laughs) No one's doing that. Also what's Google. It's 2001. Right. Yeah. No, I guess she asked Jeeves about Baskin Robbins. (laughs) So yeah, unsurprisingly he lost his 2002 reelection bid. (laughs) Oh no shit. After being accused of murder. (laughs) Usually people can bounce back from that. Yeah, this is back when scandals mattered. Yeah. And just having the woman you were having an illicit affair with going missing in the park <laughs> was enough to cost a guy an election. I mean, it's going to fuck you up. It's going to fuck your <laughs> stuff up. Uh, it really is. Uh, not worth it, I would say. I would agree. So this next wrinkle to the story, it feels to me at least like this should be the answer as early as may 2001 the same month chandra levy went missing dc park police knew someone was attacking women on the hiking trails in rock creek park right at the end of may a woman named karen mosley (laughs) karen (laughs) was walking her dog in the park when a young hispanic man exposed himself before running away after her dog snarled when she ran to a payphone and called police 
They told her she was lucky to get away because a man had just attacked a jogger on the trail a few days later. I hope they told her that in person and not over the phone while she was still standing out in the open as an open target. (laughs) Wow. Now that's a horror movie setup of just like, you're lucky you got away. There's been a guy on the loose attacking people. (laughs) Are you calling us from your car? (laughs) Drive away quickly. (laughs) So somehow this happens in May. Everyone knows Chandra Levy's missing by now. And the detectives investigating her disappearance weren't told about any of this until (laughs) july 20th when and even then they just received a tip from someone that a woman had had this incident happen in the park and they call the park police and that's the first time they learned that a salvadoran immigrant named ingmar guandique was in jail for assaulting two women in rock creek park right hallie Schilling, 30 was attacked on may 14th Christy Wiegand, 25, was attacked seven weeks later on July 1st. Both women were able to fight off their attacker, who turned out to be Ingmar Guandique, who was arrested about 45 minutes after the attack on Wiegand. And police were able to get him to implicate himself in those two attacks. So then they ask him about Chandra Levy, but they just kind of like casually show him a picture and say hey you ever seen her and he says yeah i saw her in the park but i didn't attack her and then they asked if he thought she was attractive and he said yes and then they just left it at that they didn't send any of this information to the dc police well okay case closed this seems above board and the park cop who was interviewing this guy, his reasoning for that was, well, her case wasn't mine to investigate. It's like, that is not how being a cop works. (laughs) Yeah. Seems like there should be some sort of communication. Yeah. Teamwork. He did say he regrets not saying anything now, but hey, thanks. So after the detectives investigating Chandra Levy find out about this, they still focus on Gary Condit for like (laughs) another two months. Yeah. And that's where that botched computer search becomes a problem because had they known about Rock Creek Park right away, then they might've found out about this guy right away. They might've searched the park and found her body, which possibly would have contained some sort of evidence pointing to a suspect. Right. But none of that happened. No. And I'm not sure if learning about him would have even helped. I feel like they still might have just focused on Gary Condit. I mean, yeah, that's the thing. Condit seems like such an obvious choice. And I don't know. I mean, if they'd already arrested this guy for other attacks and why, you know, I guess he doesn't really have any reason not to admit if he had also attacked Chandra. Oh, no, he would because he only attacked those two women. He Chandra Levy was murdered. Yeah, didn't kill her. Didn't kill them. That's true. Yeah, I don't know. That would have given him good reason to lie about Chandra Levy while telling the truth about the other two. Right. But but then it's weird to say that he saw her. Yeah, the the way they got him to confess was weird. He didn't really confess to those two attacks. He just implicated himself because the detective was like, okay, well, is it possible maybe she just ran into you and misunderstood what happened? Should have brought Brad Garrett in there. Have him finish it off. What they could have maybe done was bring in someone who spoke Spanish. Yeah, 
Uh, did that not happen? Because that would have been uh, important. They gave him two polygraph tests, both conducted by people who did not speak Spanish. Jesus Christ. He spoke no English, and somehow that's that second <laughs> polygraph is how they eliminated him as a suspect. How? how that's... That's something else. <laughs> like, I wouldn't order food if I couldn't speak Spanish and the person talking to me couldn't speak English. I mean, I just, I guess I don't understand in what world any sort of polygraph is admissible if the language isn't spoken because it measures, because the polygraph just measures your heartbeat basically and your, you know, of supposed stress level. And how are you not going to have an elevated heart rate? You're getting questioned about in a language that you don't understand. I'd be freaking out. And then you have to sit there and hear it in a language you don't understand. Then you have to have it translated to you. And here's hoping that translator likes you and is translating everything perfectly. Jeez. So they really delayed looking into this guy as a possible suspect literally until it was too late. The FBI finally interviewed him in February 2002. So yeah, nine months after Chandra Levy went missing. Right. And then they find her body three months later. And by that point, even if you get a confession out of the guy, you're not going to get any physical evidence because her body is so decomposed. Right. Yeah, exactly. They did eventually try Ingmar Guandique for this murder. And despite a lack of physical evidence, and everything just relying on testimony from a jailhouse informant who turned out to be a bad dude, as Joe yeah. Biden would call him. They convicted him. He was convicted in 2010. And I feel like that's the last thing I remember from this. Yeah. Is they they found the guy who did it and convicted him. And I thought, oh, cool. That That was definitely the last time I had heard anything about this and i barely you know again i was so young when this first happened that my awareness of it was still pretty low yeah like i was in my early 20s mid 20s yeah, so i like i was like 13 when she disappeared so this was my wheelhouse it was this and being excited <laughs> about the impending mtv video music awards on september 10th 2001 Oh, of course, yeah. Which were, like, I mean, a huge news story. It's Britney Spears with the snake. I remember. That's a big one. Big deal. That was a big deal. It was a huge deal for about, like, 12 hours. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and so any chances of them tying him definitively to this disappeared when her body was left in Rock Creek Park for more than a year. And as it turns out, on the day she went missing, which was May 1st, he missed work that day and showed up at his landlord's place later asking if he could stay there, which you know you're desperate when you're asking your fucking landlord yeah, if you can wow. crash. That's, that's bold. I can't even fathom. And she said he showed up looking like he had been in a fight and he had bruises and scratches on his face. So yeah. it's possible that he's yeah the one who did it that i mean yeah but his conviction was overturned uh shortly thereafter like he, his conviction only stood for a couple months and right. then 
it turns out a woman recorded a conversation with the witness who testified against him. And that witness was just a fucking maniac. Like he was, he was a gang member. He wasn't like gang affiliated. He was talking about murders on this tape and all kinds of crazy shit. Hardcore. Yeah. And it's like, even if he's telling the truth, there are some character issues (laughs) at work there. Slight character issues. So Ingmar Guandique ends up getting his conviction overturned. So the death of Chandra Levy remains unsolved. He was deported back to El Salvador in 2011. And I don't say this often, almost never, but good. Yeah, I mean, you know, he doesn't seem great. Like a great guy. No, he was a violent predator for sure. It's just, we can't prove definitively that he killed Chandra Levy. Right. Yes. But (laughs) even before those two attacks in the park, he had like the, the one that happened in late May happened two weeks after he got out of jail for attacking a neighbor of his landlord. So he moves in with his landlord, potentially because he just killed Chandra Levy. And he's like, well, this is a good time to rob my landlord's neighbor. (laughs) And he went to jail for that and then got out and commits these two attacks in the park. So he's at least in proximity to where Chandra Levy was. Right. At least what we suspect was the last place she went. And he said he saw her while he was hanging out in a parking lot near the hiking trails. And one of the women he attacked said that she first noticed him hanging out in a parking lot while she was running past on the trails. So he makes sense for it, but we're literally never going to know. No, it's impossible. At this point, I don't think that there will ever be a concrete answer. And here's the thing. Maybe he didn't kill her because... In the weirdest fucking twist possible, Chandra Levy's name came up again in 2017 when allegations of sexual misconduct were made against Michigan Representative John Conyers. Yeah. This is the guy that Nancy Pelosi, when people asked about these allegations, responded with, he is an icon. Yeah, yeah. Nancy Pelosi, not the best judge of character in in the universe. Yeah. Like, up to that point, Bill Cosby was an icon, too. Exactly. And uh, he still had to answer for what he did. Yeah, I remember, the, I remember the John Conyers story, but I did not remember the specific detail. Yeah, this is nuts. In a December 2017 article on the Washington Post, so it's not like right. this is in a fucking conspiracy blog. Yeah, this is a real deal. A woman named Courtney Morse told a pretty shocking story about John Conyers. This is a quote from the article. Morris told the Post she quit her internship after Conyers drove her home from work one night, wrapped his hand around hers as it rested on her lap, and told her he was interested in a sexual relationship. When she rejected his advances, Morris said he brought up the then-developing investigation into the disappearance of former federal intern Chandra Levy. He said he had insider information on the case. I don't know if he meant to be threatening, but I took it that way. I got out of the car and ran. Good, good, good lady. That's weird as fuck. Yeah, that is a weird thing to say (laughs) in any context. Like, I just, I can't imagine bringing that up as like a brag. Yeah, 
I don't know if it's a brag so much as it is. It feels more like, from what I can tell, someone trying to uh, scare a weaker person uh, that he's preying on with what? What would you say? Like a like a example of how powerful and connected he is. Yeah, it's a risky move. Oh sure, the whole thing is risky. It's not like he did this in 2011. This was 2001 while the case was happening. Yeah, fresh on the mind. And like, I doubt it was meant to impress. Like, I can't imagine he was like, hey, want to fuck? And she was like, no. And he was like, what if I told you I know about Chandra Levy? <laughs> like, okay. Uh, yeah, maybe. Uh, no, I mean, it's, it's very clearly a threat. The Conyers thing becomes a lot weirder because of another article I found that was written by this guy named John Schindler, who is a former NSA analyst and a former counterintelligence agent who writes for a website called Observer.com occasionally. And he suggests that deep state types like himself, I guess that's what they are. Yeah, intelligence guys. He claims they had a different theory around 2001 as to what happened to Chandra Levy. And he says it all centered around Condit's personal life and how he was just a total fucking poon hound. Right. Which it seems to be true. And he was also a member of the House Permanent Select Committee on Intelligence. So watch your episodes of The Americans, people. That means he's a prime target for espionage. Yeah. Because he's in a powerful place and he's out fucking around on his wife. And that means what happens if a beautiful Russian sits down next to you at the Davos World Economic Conference? Right. Hypothetically. Uh, Schindler, actually, there's a section in Gary Condit's book where he talks about that exact thing happening. He was at the World Economic Forum in Davos, and he said a Russian woman who was very pretty sat down next to him, and he basically tells this story about her coming back to his hotel with him. And I want to say, that is a weird thing to put in your memoir. (laughs) It sure is. When you are a congressman on the Permanent Select Committee on Intelligence. Yeah, like I wouldn't I wouldn't let anyone with a Russian accent sit within 25 feet of me if I was on that fucking committee. Yeah, I mean, but I also wouldn't fuck around. So, you know, Gary Condit's on another level. But I also haven't been told I look like Harrison Ford. Who knows what happens when you have that kind of power? Yeah, that was too much power for one man to wield. <laughs> <laughs> look what happened to Harrison Ford. That's why Harrison Ford crashes his plane so much. People keep telling him. You look like Harrison Ford. So Schindler, uh, when he he brings up this review, uh, says that basically the suggestion around the time Chandra Levy went missing was that Gary Condit had been compromised, basically. Right. To his knowledge or otherwise. Sure. And was being used as a source of information for another government, potentially Russia. He alludes to it being Russia and that because they would have been monitoring him so heavily had one of the women he was having an affair with started to act up and possibly compromise his career. They might have swooped in and taken care of the problem for him, which 
on the one hand, I can see it, but it would yeah. be a very short-sighted thing because you'd have to see that scandal coming. Exactly. Next. That's what's so. That's what kind of makes me skeptical about that angle of it is it's not like he then continued to be a good asset after he, after, you know, she was killed. Then that put all this like spot, like they put a spotlight on him as we talked about, like for months. I wonder if they were assuming police were just going to pin it on that guy in the park. I don't know. If anything, I would have actually had that guy kill her. If I, you know, if I were going to try to, do that or but i don't know how do you even get in touch with that i don't know yeah it, it does seem to me i don't know i maybe a maybe it's thinking too small but it just feels like condit did it i feel like that's what my gut tells me i don't know yeah i don't know the my problem with that is whenever people bring up oh well that guy had a girlfriend on the side he probably committed this murder it is such a big leap from cheating on your wife to murder like that is not a leap most people make true but if you're a politician and especially one who's so connected and you know i am positive that once you are in the federal government you are you kind of become aware of these resources available to you that aren't available to just like normal people you know like it's I feel like people get murdered for politicians all the time and we just don't find out about it or, you know, the, the connections never made or whatever. I don't know. I, it just, or maybe not all the time, but I feel like if, yeah, if you're a politician, like there's, that's also a, a clearer motive. It's a clearer motive for instead of like, if he was an asset having this, this foreign government kill this woman, which seems to run completely to their the goal there which would be keeping him as an asset it makes more sense that he's just an uh, impulsive idiot and in in a desperate attempt to save his career thinks that he's going to have this woman killed yeah the john conyers thing i guess it seems more alarming or weird because i didn't realize john conyers had so many ties to russia yeah it's weird. Like, there's definitely a lot of weird shit on the fringe, and especially the whole John Conyers thing is very strange. Yeah, he was. We'll we'll link to an article, but people who can't wait that long, if you want, just Google John Conyers Russia. Like his ties to the current. Like, there's all these examples of him like breaking from fellow Democrats when they criticize Russia. He was yeah. involved in this thing called the World Peace Council, which is basically or was a Kremlin front in the 80s and 90s. So the the combination of this former NSA analyst saying, hey, here's what we thought happened. And John Conyers having all these ties to Russia and also saying, I know what happened to Chandra Levy. Yeah, it seems really, really fucking strange to me. It's very it is very strange. I just always tend to fall on the side of people acting selfishly and shittily. As weird as it is for Conyers to talk about Chandra Levy, especially in 2001, it's very strange. I mean, it was in the news, so he knew that she would know what he was talking about. And if he's the, I mean, he sounds like a huge asshole who would try to use his power to get people to do what he wants. And he probably does know, like, it's always possible that he actually does know what happened to Sean Levy and that it was that 
Condit had her killed, and that could be the implication. Yeah. I mean, you know, so. Maybe Condit had Russia have her killed. Maybe. Maybe he did. Maybe they both did. Maybe they were both uh, in on it. See, I want to say even then you would have to, like, be concerned that you were going to leave a lot of clues about your involvement with her behind but with it being 2001 you never know like i feel like russia would have been smarter about computers and phones by that point and would have known that even if gary condit paid someone to have her killed the scrutiny is going to come back on him sure unless someone had knowledge of this guy attacking people in the park and knew she runs in the park and was like "Mm, we can do it there who knows yeah i don't know this this is a weird one there's no really like compelling, obvious culprit here. Yeah. Do you think it's possible Gary Condit did 9-11 to cover up what happened to Chandra Levy? Actually, just to take the heat off a little bit? Yeah. Honestly, maybe. Maybe <laughs> maybe, maybe he's the reason why no one saw that uh, Osama bin Laden to attack America. <laughs> you know, like that famous memo. He's like, oh, like, let me take that home for a minute, uh, and I'll, I'll give it to the president. Just uh, let me let me take a look here. Yeah, that flight that went down in Pennsylvania was supposed to crash into Rock Creek Park. Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> it turns out she was on United 93. <laughs> that would have been wild. What? Yeah, yeah, that would be if they if if that was tied in <laughs> somehow. I mean, when who knows? just crashed into her remains. <laughs> Holy shit, how did she get on this plane? (laughs) According to forensic evidence, she's been on this plane for nine months. Turns out, wait, no, she was in Tower 7. (laughs) Oh, they're never going to solve this. No, never. There's no way. How is it? Like, how would it even be possible to solve it? I can't think of a path like that doesn't involve weird illegal investigation tactics or whatever. Yeah, when the federal government can't pin a murder on an El Salvadoran immigrant who is a member of MS-13. This is never getting solved. Exactly. I'm surprised that guy was just deported and is not the subject of a six-part Netflix documentary about how he's been in prison for something he didn't do for 20 years. Yeah, that's that's serial season four or whatever season we're on. (laughs) So... Yeah, no, nothing. Nothing is going to come yeah, of this. No, it's, this one this one doesn't have any sort of tidy ending. It's just kind of like, well, and the, there's the facts. Who knows? But uh, I do encourage people to look into John Conyers in Russia. Boy, is that a rabbit hole. Yeah, weird shit. Like, Russia gets used way too often as a scapegoat for pretty much any bad thing that happens uh, in politics now. But, I mean, there's still a big superpower who don't like us very much so they do things (laughs) you know it's naive to think that they're not operating a uh, intelligence operation as sophisticated as ours is yeah so that's our episode i think this was fun thank you for doing it you know thank you for having me on to have something different to think about than our the impending collapse of our civilization (laughs) Yeah, it's been, uh, how's your lockdown going? Pretty, pretty normal? Yo, yeah, super normal. Super, super normal. Everything is very good. Uh, I definitely don't wish that I was back in LA at all times. (laughs) 
yeah. Yeah. Shitty. Everything is bad. You're not missing much in L.A. Oh, no, I'm sure. I know that. But still. You would just have the, the theory that you could go do stuff. But <laughs> Right, yeah. You really can't. Do you have anything to plug before we get out of here? Honestly, I wish I did, but not much. Um, we're on a, a semi-permanent hiatus on the lowest common denominator. Uh, but I'm looking to get some new stuff set up. Uh, but in the meantime, uh, just follow me on Twitter at hi there, hi dar. I try, I don't tweet very much right now because all of my thoughts are super depressing. So, <laughs> but that means that the, only the good stuff makes it onto the feed. So yeah, curated small batch artisan tweets. Exactly. From, <laughs> direct from the market, from, from farm to table tweets. Also, uh, patreon.com slash unpops. Check Hell that yeah. out. Uh, you can uh, give us money to help keep this network afloat. You can also subscribe just to Conspiracy the Show for $3 a month oh. at conspiracy.supercast.tech. And okay. you get you get all the bonus episodes and the back episodes and all that shit. And there's going to be the, there's going to be an AMA section where you oh. can ask me or any of the hosts on this show questions and we'll at some point do an episode where we answer them right on that'd be fun unless you're all a bunch of dicks <laughs> yeah don't be dicks hey speaking of that if you enjoy this show please go give us a good rating and review on itunes because the people who don't enjoy this show are very active when oh. it comes to leaving negative comments so uh I got a new idea about who killed Chandra Levy. It's these <laughs> negative commenters. <laughs> exactly. Negative commenters killed Chandra Levy and We're gonna John Conyers after him. <laughs> Wait, no, he, uh, he passed, I believe. Did he? Yeah, I, I think so. Russia year. killed him. Yeah, probably. <laughs> Russia killed him of old age. <laughs> uh so go leave us a good rating and review whenever we get Sandy Hook truthers who stumble upon our Sandy oh. Hook episode. Jesus. All hell breaks loose on iTunes. And I will say the worst people in the world. It's the dumbest conspiracy. Theory. It's the it's not only is it the dumbest, it's also one of the most evil, I think. Oh, yeah. It, yeah. it just it, it that's one that viscerally it makes me so angry uh, because that was such a horrific thing. And there go our reviews again. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh. <laughs> Yeah, go do that on iTunes if you can. Uh, yeah. And I think I think that's it. Let's get the fuck out of here. Olivia, say goodbye. Goodbye. Goodbye, everybody. We love you. 